guys welcome back to in vivo it's jasmine and i'm so glad you decided to come back for another episode by the time you're listening to this it'll be sunday it'll be a start of the new week so i hope you all have a great start to your week and have everything go your way you know that's all we want you know (laughs) is to just have things go our way but I just want to start off by saying thank you so, 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 so much. Like, I cannot emphasize this enough. Thank you all so much for the support. Thank you all so much for the kindness I received and the advice I received and the critiques. Like, yes, critique me. Give me some things to work on. I'm just so happy. You know, I was able to finally debut a podcast last Sunday and I received so much love and reposts and yes, keep reposting, keep sharing with friends, keep listening because that's what's going to help this podcast grow. And it's not even just about me. It's about getting the word out on how people of color can be in this media and still be a STEM and still be in college and have a great, you know, social life, STEM life, and be able to create new avenues and new windows for ourselves. So yes, thank you all so, so much for deciding to stick with me, deciding to support me and listening. So today we have a lot to cover y'all. This might be a long episode. So get you some popcorn, get you some water. You know, I don't drink soda. I drink water. So get you some water. And yeah, um, so the first segment is the word of the week. And the word of the week is hedonic. So hedonic is the motivation to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So this word is seen on the GRE and is used in various research papers that speak on like versus one. And this is a whole like people research stuff about like versus one. It's very, very complex. Personally, I've seen it with food. I've seen it being used with drug in the drug addiction pathway or addiction pathway period. Um, this word is, is used in the GRE to describe certain research methods and patterns. So this is a word that you all should know. So yes, hedonic is cool, you know, but now let's move on from the word of the week and let's move on to what's new. So let's start off with science news first, y'all. So during a brain surgery in London, this group had a very, very unique idea to ensure that they were not damaging certain areas of the brain. So this lady, um, she was 53 years old in London at the King's College Hospital, attempted to remove a brain tumor that she had. And she had the brain tumor since like 2013. And the hospital did the surgery not only while she was awake, but the lady was playing the violin. And the reason why they wanted the ladies to play the violin was to just make sure that the part of her brain that was responsible for hand movement and coordination was not damaged. So there's videos of this. The reason why I'm talking about it is because I saw a video of this on, I believe, the Today Show. And I thought it was just so interesting and so cool And I've never, ever seen anything done like that before. And you think, you know, when it comes to surgery, there's only things like, you know, robotics that can advance the field. But to do something as far as have her play an instrument is something very unique and very cool, something that I never would have thought of. So hands up for the group in London that decided to do this. That was really, really neat and smart. So next, we're going to talk about the story of the ghost DNA. So according to the journal Science Advances, scientists have found traces of DNA that they say is evidence that prehistoric humans 
co-located with an unknown hominin group in West Africa. So there aren't any bones or ancient DNA to prove it, but researchers say the evidence is in the genes of modern West Africans. They analyzed genetic material of over 400 people from Nigeria and Sierra Leone and found signals of what they call ghost DNA from an unknown ancestor. So this study emphasizes why people of color need to be in research. A whole nationality or a whole country of people have been forgotten um, with this ghost DNA for so long and haven't been able to find it until now. Um, to give some context, the Neanderthal genes, which are particular to European and Asian descent people, were found some years ago. So... It's great that they were able to find this bit of research, but the question I would have had right after it is, is particular genes found in other nationalities and groups of humans? So this is why I believe that diversity in lives and diversity research is so important because different people can have different questions. They can have different reasonings for things because of their background, because of their race, their gender, their sexuality, anything. It's good to have a numbering of different perspectives, whatever you're researching, because you'll be able to ask a question or answer a question you personally did not think of. You don't want a million yous in the room because you're only going to have the certain set of questions. But if you have people from all over, um, people with, like I said, different genders, different sexualities or differing um, just groups or intersectionality, period, you'll be able to cover a vast amount of questions and think of the context of everyone rather than your small scope. So I hope that these researchers can find ancient bones or ancient DNA to prove this, and we can learn more about what is going to happen in the near future regarding this ghost DNA. So lastly, I know we talked about the coronavirus last episode, but let me update y'all. The World Health Organization states that the virus may have pandemic potential, which is very, very scary as the virus is moving towards the United States. Just recently, I saw news that there was a case of the coronavirus in Northern California. Now, I live in D.C., so that's across the country. But that's still scary because now it's in the United States. I know there were cases of it before, but we just have to make sure that we stay safe. And I pray that everyone stays safe and um, are able to be physically and mentally healthy around this time period. And I hope if you remember, if you did listen to the last episode, I was talking about how there is a vaccine being made by the Vaccine Research Center. And, you know, it's just sad because you can make a vaccine, but nothing's going to stop the pace of a virus. You know what I mean? And until the vaccine is completely made and safe for humans to take, the virus will keep spreading and keep spreading and keep spreading. So as long as everyone stays safe, everyone makes sure to sneeze in their elbow, carry hand sanitizer. You know, if you need to get a mask, get one. I understand if you do. Then hopefully we can limit the amount of spread that this virus has. So now we've talked about all the science news. Let's talk about pop culture. So Disney, let's talk about Disney real quick. Disney dropped the ball on the Lizzie McGuire reboot because of all that stuff going on and they had to halt production. But they just lifted themselves up by the bootstraps by announcing that there will be a Proud Family reboot. Yay! I'm so happy. Like, let's talk about it. Disney's best cartoon is Proud Family, like, name another better one. You can't. You really cannot. Like, Proud Family was my one of my favorite TV shows. 
you know, hopefully they don't mess up the show's legacy by doing a bad reboot because they really do reboots everything. Not everything needs a reboot, but in this day and age, they reboot any and everything. So I hope that the part, not the podcast, the reboot is good. Um, as long as they have Kyla Pratt, then I believe that the show will be good. Like they cannot mess up with my girl Kyla, you know? So yeah. Also earlier this week on February 24th, Kobe Bryant's memorial was at the Lakers Staples Center and the service was beautiful. There was thousands and thousands of people there, but they did stream it. I was able to watch some clips of it. It was really long, but people like Shaq, Michael Jordan, Jimmy Kimmel, and more was able to share great anecdotes and memories of the life of Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and his wife, Vanessa. Oh my gosh, let's give it up for her. Because Lord knows if that was me, I don't think I would be able to have the grace and poise that she had when she was on that stage talking about her family. Like she was able to share amazing stories about her family, amazing memories, and overall, just let their legacy live on and recognize that that it may have been their time to go, but they will always be in her heart. And she held herself, like I said, with so much poise. And it was her first public appearance since the, the since the death. So she was a very, just very, very, very strong. And rightfully, she is going to sue the helicopter company because they just should not have been allowed to fly at all. You know, for her, I don't think it's, well, I know it's not about the money. But it's about the principle, and I'm so glad that she is taking the steps to act on it and make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone else again. So lastly, the intelligent, amazing Katherine Johnson, um, NASA mathematician and inspiration behind Hidden Figures, has passed away at 101. She paved the way for African-Americans and African-American women, to be specific, to be whatever they want to be and spin and stem, despite however they looked. She lived a long, 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 long time. 101, like, that's crazy. Like, I would love to be able to have a prosperous, fulfilling life that she has um, or that she had. Um, you know, she was able to receive her flowers while she was alive. She was able to see a film that inspires so many girls like myself to get out there and do STEM and do not care what anyone else tells you because of the way you look, but do it because you love it. And I'm so glad she was able to receive her flowers while she was alive and to see her impact while she was alive. And on that note, we'll take a break. Hey guys, welcome back from the little intermission. So the song or the instrumental that I was just playing is Surfing by Kid Cudi. And I love that song. I love Kid Cudi in general. Like he's amazing. So I hope you all liked the song. So Kid Cudi is actually the perfect segue into this discussion segment. So I love Kid Cudi, but I also know that Kid Cudi dealt with a lot of mental health issues and he was able to speak. Um, speak to a professional, get some help. And I'm not saying that he's better, but he's definitely better than before. So today we're going to talk about imposter syndrome and ways to deal with it. 
So it is very, very, very easy to feel like you do not belong when you enter into like a new space or field, whether it's entering college, going to an internship, entering graduate school, med school, a new job. You know, some people can feel like they do not belong with the cohort of people that they are with. And this can hit harder if you are a person of color. You could be the only person in the room. And sometimes your worry about whether you belong can be amplified by others if you are different. You could also receive constant microaggressions or just be under a lot of stress. And you could feel like you are not as smart or deserving when that is not the case at all. It is very easy to slip into this mindset. So let's talk about ways to reverse it. First, recognize your power. If the case for you is that you're the only person in the room, it can help people in the future um, if someone does come into your space and they could be the second person to come in the room. Overall, as more and more people come and show representation of where you entered in, you will feel less like you don't belong and more like you do. And also recognize that you being the first person in the room is tackling so many things, is um, breaking down so many walls. And you don't have to limit yourself or feel like you do not belong because you're the first. Actually take pride that you are the first and hopefully make sure that you are not the last. Second, write down your achievements. This is not to gloat or to boast. It's just simply a reminder that these are the reasons that you are the way you are. No matter how big or small your achievement Write it down and write it somewhere you can see every day. So if you're in a class, write it down on the first page of your notebook or write it on a sticky note and place it when you get ready every morning. You know, physically writing it down and seeing it every day will help you in not feeling fraudulent or feel a sense of not belonging. And the discrimination or lack of representation that happens in the workplace and especially in the STEM field can aid to this feeling as well. So this is why I stress, especially with this platform, that the representation of people of color in STEM needs to be heightened so that the future little people of color will not have to go through this and they can feel as though it is normal and that they do belong. So we need to also address this is a big one, how mental health is pushed over to the side of the people of color community. It is normal to feel this way, but it should not be more normal to bottle this feeling in and not be able to talk to a professional that can lead you down the right path. For me, this was me dealing with my depression and anxiety that I suffered um, fall semester, and I wasn't able to really realize that it was something I was dealing with, and I tried to push it to the side, and that is not okay. It is not okay to feel like you have to just go through it. What you should feel as though is that, hey, I'm going through something right now. I should probably get some help. I should try to find ways to make myself feel better and not just sit in it because sitting in it makes it worse and not acting on it makes it worse. And you just should not feel that way. Make sure you can go to someone and get some help. If you're in college, hopefully the therapy centers at your college are great. Hopefully your administrators are great and recognize that mental health should be addressed at you um, at you all's college in your community. And hopefully you're in the work workplace that is there as well you know hopefully you're able to talk to a manager or talk to your boss and have them realize that you are under a lot of stress you do deal with this anxiety or you haven't been performing well because of your depression or your imposter syndrome can also be the next step into getting better so trust me you are not going through this alone if you are going through imposter syndrome and it will get better so now we will move on to our last segment they snapped 
So today's day snapped is the intelligent Dr. Joycelyn Elders. So Joycelyn Elders, the first person in the state of Arkansas to become board certified in pediatric endocrinology, was the 15th Surgeon General of the United States, the first African-American and only the second woman to head the U.S. Public Health Service and Professor Emeritus at the University of Arkansas Medical School. She is an outspoken advocate of public health and was appointed Surgeon General by President Clinton in 1993. Elders received her MD and Master's of Biochemistry at the University of Arkansas Medical School. Elders combined her clinical practice of pediatrics along with research in pediatric endocrinology and published over 100 papers on research interests including juvenile diabetes, growth, and more. She is now retired from clinical practice and, like I said, is a professor emeritus at the University of Arkansas Medical School and remains active in public education. If you want to learn more about her story, she has an autobiography, Joycelyn Elders, MD, from Cher Copper's daughter to Surgeon General of the United States of America. And with the last segment, that is it of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And on that note, peace out.